Hey, what's up, everyone? Today is Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. You're tuned into big screens and TV streams live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale, along with Victor. How's it going? Good, man. How are you guys doing? And again, I've got no head this time. I, I finally got to wear my hat again because it's summertime, kind of. It's, it's between in this case. So now I get to wear my hat again. All right. Yes, yes. I was going to say, yeah, we, no, no pop. You got a red curtain for brains right now, but yeah. I, I got a feeling that's about to change. <laughs> that's a, that's just fine. Either yeah. red curtain or popcorn. I still enjoy it. It's yeah. still a part of the show, everyone. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. People will see soon. We'll, we'll, we're in the process of figuring that out. But with many thanks, we'll give a shout out to producer Paul. Always congratulations yeah. to Paul. Yeah, there we go. Hey, look at that. There we go. Hey, now back, I got popcorn. back to popcorn for brains. Yeah. Oh, and I've got no arms either, no, so, yeah, so I'm. I'm kind of just like you're rayman yeah i'm kind of just going just off of my head right yep. now so. yeah i forgot i forgot a step yeah it was a fun little we had a, some fun catching up here before the show here just so much going on in the movie world oh. want to make sure to give a shout out for how to just watch the show each and every week just search gfbs grand forks best source on all your favorite podcasts and streaming apps we're everywhere that's where you can find big screens and tv streams or on podcast apps if you just search big screens and tv streams that can give you easy access to to just download subscribe or stream uh all past big screens and tv streams episodes if you just want to just find all big screens episodes so yeah just search big screens and tv streams on your favorite podcast app Mm. so those are a couple quick ways to do that we are live streaming live right now and if you got any questions or comments you want on the show we want to hear what you guys have to say just Chime in on the GFBS live chat on your on the GFBS channels on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook, or Rumble, and we can see your guys' comments. And uh, for just a nice bonus for people who comment or question on today's episode, uh, you will be entered to win at the end of the episode. All the people who comment will draw at random a free pair of tickets from our friends at the River Cinema 15. So can't go wrong with that. Free pair of movie passes. Just question, just send us a question or comment. Uh, throughout the show at some point and and yeah we'll draw it random at the end of the show so can't go wrong with that many thanks to the river cinema for providing those and uh i, I guess uh yeah um, just to kind of just kick off the show with a couple of quick news items like we always do uh a little bit of sad news uh mm. you know I was, this kind of snuck up on me i didn't realize he was this old uh unfortunate passing in the hollywood world uh kind of longtime television host and i i completely forgot about this former mayor of cincinnati jerry springer yes the ringmaster i think yeah. that was the name of his movie right yeah ringmaster yep and he was the the king of trashy tv yeah yeah pa- died from pancreatic cancer he's 79 i didn't yeah. realize he was 79 years same, old same he he looks pretty young for his age yeah. so i mean like he's still going i mean strong. i know he was kind of up there but i didn't realize it was that bad it was at 79 but to make it that long with pancreatic cancer right so, you know yeah i mean yeah like you mentioned victor king of trash tv mm-hmm. or i think they called it crash tv that was a popular slogan at the time yeah. right like scripted talk shows yeah yeah because i know him and uh downey jr were also a part of that you know crash tv kind of world and they had been there for quite some time actually downey was kind of worse than uh jerry springer oh, at least yeah. jerry jerry springer was fun but downey kind of had a lot of problems mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very glad he got punched in the face and predator too by danny glover so oh gosh yeah, that's right yeah but and it, i had i know i saw the ringmaster movie i think it came out in like the late 90s or i want to say like within a year or so the howard stern movie private parts yeah, like yeah. they're kind of like the boom back-to-back trash talk kings there oh yeah having their own bio movies out there but yeah yeah i remember his segments were legendary almost like 
probably you can find a bunch of classic fights on oh, on, yeah. on YouTube. Probably oh, yeah. all the greatest hits. But Paul, welcome you to the show. Just sitting down, big Jerry Springer fan from over the years. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I grew up on Jerry Springer. I watch that crap all the time. <laughs> My parents hated it. <laughs> oh yeah, I think yeah, you kind of made very big controversial ways. I didn't realize this until I was looking up some info on when they the news outlets were running stories on his death there. The show, the Jerry Springer show, premiered in 1991 and had it ended just as recently as 2018 after mm. 4,000 episodes. Still, <laughs> I didn't realize it was that many. Oh, yeah. He, he was still going strong. And you'd be surprised how many crazy people are out there in the world. I mean, from still my favorite episode will be when, and I still can't believe this is even a thing, where this, this woman, she was, sleep, so she was sleeping with her, uh, her brother's sister's cousin, if that makes any more confusing as it is. Just another ordinary Jerry Springer episode. Yeah, and it was so weird because, again, like, she was like, well, I'm the, fu-, well, he's like, I'm not, you know, your boyfriend's girlfriend. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm a guy. And then after it was like, oh, and then everyone was just freaking out. There was fights and like Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. Yes. Oh, that was yeah, vintage, vintage Jerry Springer. Gosh, that was a good story. You could even just see the uh, the bouncers on there. Yes. Like, yeah, like they just had grins on their yeah. face, just waiting like, for everything. Like who's gonna <laughs> who's gonna swing first? <laughs> oh, good stuff. Look up, go go on a YouTube binge of some Jerry Springer moments, folks. Yeah, uh, rest rest in peace. Godspeed, Jerry Springer. <laughs> and and cool thing about that show too was that not only did it start uh, uh, just a phenomenon of trash TV, but also uh, the bouncer, uh, as Paul mentioned. The bouncers, one of the bouncers, uh, even had his own show, Mr. Steve Wilco show. He also had his own show after he was done bouncing for. I'm completely unfamiliar with that one. Yeah. Did that add a good no, run? That, that rings a bell. Yeah, rings a bell. yeah. yeah. He uh, he had a pretty good run. Uh, had very a lot like Jerry. He had a lot of episodes, and he pretty much just as his own bouncing ways, man. Like he didn't want to mess with Steve Wilco. Jotting a note of that to look into, Mr. Wilco show. All right. So one other quick news item. I pointed this out to Paul yesterday. Uh, no, on Monday. I, I think we we're about to go live with one of the other shows on GFBS. And I'm like, holy crap, Paul, look at this. And, and one of our other hosts on GFBS, Kish, she's like, oh, no, is something wrong? She was thought I was like ran into a hiccup production wise. And I was like, oh, no, no, I got some big news to show Paul. Peacock just announced coming July 27th, they're premiering a brand new live action twisted metal TV show based on the hit video game. That's right. <laughs> my my motorcycle license plate literally says Mr. Grimm. <laughs> and I got skulls all over it. <laughs> That's why I remember, I remember you mentioned that. Somehow I had that buried somewhere in my brain when you first brought that up to me, probably, gosh, a year or so back. And so that's why I probably thought, I was like, Paul, check this out. (laughs) The only thing that stunk is that I I could only put one M on. Mm. I couldn't put the two Mm. because of the motorcycle license plate. Like, only so many letters. Yeah, so this is going to be starring Will Arnett, Anthony Mackie, and WWE, oh, actually, no, AEW and Ring of Honor wrestler Samoa Joe. And Anthony Mackie's going to be heading up the cast as John Doe, a motor-mouthed outsider tasked with delivering a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. I love those early Twisted Metal games. Mm. I played the PS1 entries, and Twisted Metal Black I probably played the most because with a lot of those games, he just... We would just binge through the story mode with each character. It'd only take, like, I want to say, like an hour, hour and a half with each character when, like, maybe 10 or a dozen death matches against other various cars. Or, and you'd do it to see, like, these cheesy, corny, 
uh, over-the-top FMV video uh, endings for each mm. character. And they were so... They usually confront the villain of the game, Calypso, and he would either reward them or kind of punish them, punish them against their will because mm. they did so good and he wasn't expecting it. So, it, I, I guess, speaking of YouTube uh, binges, do just look up various Twisted Metal Black or original Twisted Metal uh, uh, video endings, and uh, there are some so bad it's good ones. <laughs> so... Paul, are you psyched for that twist metal show? Hell yeah! It's gonna be fantastic. I'm, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with the uh, the clown van. Yes. Oh, sweet. Yeah, tooth. I want to yeah. see what they're gonna do with that because I know I, I always remember it just. They've, Every time you mention Twisted Metal, that face, man. Just they've like, referenced him in a couple of movies where you see the uh, yeah uh, the clown head on the top of the van, yeah, like, and, and some other movies, but I can't remember what they are. Yeah, and Sweet Tooth, one of the most iconic characters for Twisted Metal, and I guess speaking of Sweet Tooth, that is what we will all get after you go to our friends at O for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall, where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. And that's where O for Heaven comes in. They have the best cupcakes or special occasions or just a treat. They make awesome specialty items by order or just walk in to find out more. I know Paul, a couple months ago on the GFBS three-year anniversary special, he asked, requested for some custom GFBS cookies, and they whipped those up no problem for us. You can find them on our social media page on, on Facebook. We posted some pictures of those. And, yeah, just Awesome. I go there, like I say, I go there every week just to try something different. And I know I, I think I stuck with my old standby though. Last week though, I got a good old uh, Reese's peanut butter uh, cupcake. And yeah, those never disappoint. They're located on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall, open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, and on Saturdays from 9 to noon. If you call them up to take special orders, I know they're taking pre-orders right now for gra- graduation cakes. They always recommend you to get those in early. That number is 701-757-2253 or 757-CAKE, easy way to remember. Or email cakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake and a world full of muffins. That's cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. And they're also looking to hire, too, so make sure to stop in for employment inquiries for all those interested in being the next best O for Heavens baker. Mm. All right. So, Victor, we're going to throw it to you here next. I know you got some latest updates. I always like to check in with you what you got to check for the show. You said, yeah, a bunch of new updates for some Marvel DC comic book items. So I just figured I'd let you just run wild here for a few minutes here. Yeah. There, uh, of course, uh, you all know uh, on Thursday, but also on Wednesday, if you're lucky to, you know, go to the AMC, uh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie is coming out very, very soon. And I cannot tell you how much we're all excited to see James Gunn's final outing with the Guardians of the Galaxy and who will... Who will just, you know, go out in the blaze of glory or who will just continue on? So, I mean, I'm, I'm very so excited. looking forward to that this weekend. Same. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, I was pissed because I, I really wanted to go to it mm. uh, Friday mm. matinee. Mm. But, I, I was meaning mm. to bring up to you all week. Hey, we, we had a plan of time to see that if you're freed up. Except, <laughs> except now we got shows. Oh, I thought that was next Friday, though. Or maybe, maybe I'm thinking. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll have to oh. double check <laughs> after the show. Yeah. There you go. Next <laughs> Friday. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking anyways. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Because, uh, yep. Yep, you are correct. Oh, woo, woo, we'll okay. do a 
crowd clap for that. Well, I'm sure there's something else that's going to come up. Oh yeah, we'll <laughs> see. We'll just we'll just we'll just go and cross that bridge when we come. Yeah, there. you know, best thing too, you know, while you know, we're, even though we're the tail end of the school season, you know, if you go there, you catch early matinee. That'll be before the big crowds come in on opening day. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there'll I mean. still be a decent sized crowd opening day, but at least you won't have all the a flood of little kids in and all that. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, as much as I like it, sometimes it's nice to have that uh, certain demographics. Mm. But uh, still celebrating the 80th anniversary of the Dark Knight himself. Yeah, what um, else you got going on here, Victor? Uh, still celebrating the, like I said, 80th, ver- 80th anniversary of the Dark Knight, of course. And, you know, they came out with, much like Superman, they came out with uh, Detective Comics, all beautifully made in one big, big book. Uh, you can get it at in online. You used to could get it at bookstores, but um, because bookstores are kind of nope. out and about anymore. So. I can ask you a quick follow-up. I know a couple weeks ago I mentioned how, I think, was it, wasn't there like a Superman 80th anniversary or yep. something like that? too so they're doing one for uh batman as well yep they were doing bat for one batman as well um there's actually two so there's one of course where uh this is the batman incorporated so this is where every uh from japan to new zealand to everybody all artists from all over around the world uh they show their artwork of uh, the dark knight and what uh, of course that means to them and there's another there's so there's two books there's of course uh showing every comic book from the golden age to the silver age to of course, the modern age itself, you know, and uh, of course from the 80s and 90s and how popular The Dark Knight has become over the years. The same with Superman. And of course, like I said, there's another book for The Dark Knight called Batman Incorporated. So you can see how many artists around the world have just done their part to show their beautiful artwork of what Batman has done over the course of 80 years. And again, 80 years, guys, like that's a long freaking time. I mean, even for Superman, that's a long time. But wow. I remember right? I think what? 1939? Yeah, say, yeah. 1930s, Detective so yeah. 27? Right. Yes, I'm a nerd for remembering that. <laughs> <laughs> so this was kind of funny. My, uh, I took my kid to the circus mm. this oh, last yeah. weekend. And he was wearing his Spider-Man hoodie. Mm. When he got there, he got the big Spider-Man blow-up toy. Mm. Then he wanted to go get his face painted. Yeah. And the lady comes over and she's like, oh, it looks like we're doing Spider-Man. He's, I want Batman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so he's got all this Spider-Man stuff and a Batman face painting. It was <laughs> very no, cool. I Batman. <laughs> good, good circus. Yeah, the first half that I saw. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was old childhood institution there. Well, and it was crazy because I thought they were going to do what they did. Because when I went to the circus, of course, uh, speaking of Spider Man, I thought Spider Man was actually going to be there this year because I know that uh, a guy I actually got my picture taken with him, and he was so cool, nice guy in the suit. uh, But he was really doing amazing tricks uh, everywhere, and he was so cool. And I still have that picture in my office to this very day. Wow. Uh, So yeah, it's uh, I, I I was surprised. Surprised that there was no Spider-Man there, so... So any other uh, Marvel DC comic book updates, Victor, here? Um, yes. There was the the topic of the Punisher, uh, again, celebrating his year, of course, for being the most badass vigilante in all of Marvel. Uh, I mean, my gosh, man. You don't want to cross the Punisher. And, uh, were they doing, like, some special events? Or? They, they were. They were doing a special event on him just because, again, just many, many years he's been a part of Marvel, and he's just 
killed his way through a bunch of enemies and many others. Uh, celebrating him was just a joyous classic just to see him just mow through every mobster in the world. And if you guys do get a chance, please, please pick up your copies of all the miniseries of the Punisher series. Uh, it was by Garth Anis, who is really, yeah. really a great, great, just great, beautiful writer. Um, I mean, that guy has written for the boys. He's written for Punisher. He's written for just Daredevil even, too. And it's just beautiful yeah. writing and I grim am, writing as well, too. I've read almost every single Punisher comic released since... The mid nineties. Yes, uh, my dad got me hooked on them, and I could vouch for saying Garth Ennis is my favorite uh, yeah. writer for all. Of, I mean, there's been a bunch of other really good ones too, but Garth Ennis has been my my, my favorite easily, yeah. hands down. And like you said, Victor, tons of good miniseries and the good long regular series around Marvel Knights, Marvel Max, yes. and so many others. Welcome back, Frank. We could go on and on. Much love for yes. Garth Ennis. And also, uh, pretty much the last uh, for DC and Marvel, um, they are now announcing, uh, which if any of you have ever heard of this character, uh, been a long-time fanatic of him, Stag Shock is getting his own movie very, very, very incredibly soon. And, uh, of course, the boy from Stranger Things, he is playing Virgil Hawkins, and uh, he looks pretty good in his suit so far. Did you say Netflix? or? Yep, uh, so they're they're not doing it for Netflix, but they're uh, the boy from, of course, Netflix is Stranger Things. Things he's playing Virgil Hawkins, of course, aka Mr. Stagshock, uh, which again was just a big surprise over the course of the week. So I mean, very cool. Tentative release date they say or not, early? Not yet. Uh, they're they're still planning on it. They just showed him in a in a suit, uh, you know, for little promotional pictures, and then after that, it was you know off to the races. After that, and then of course, uh, Blue Beetle, which is the next topic, is going to come. Very soon, and I really can't wait for that beautiful, beautiful cast that they have. George so, Lopez. Saw so a preview for it again last yeah, last uh, I'm weekend. I'm so movies. excited. Yeah. I'm so excited, man! I, I can't know. wait. I keep hearing your buzz for it each week, man. Uh, it's got your excitement has oozed over to me, and I, I just, just really I am just wait, stoked man. for it too to give it a shot. But. I really can't wait for it to see it. And of course, uh, of course, I'm going to say my last one. Of course, still can't wait for the Flash. Uh, I really can't wait to see my boy Michael Keaton. And as you, if you've seen the show many times, you've seen me with, of course, his his beautiful cowl of course that michael keaton has wore over the years and man it's just an honor and a blessing just to wear that just because just to say that i am batman is just a classic yeah. just for major it. props for those who may not have picked up on it yeah there's been two episodes now where victor wore the batman cowl for the entire episode mm. major props that is i cannot imagine what that would do but Sounds like that's all your updates you got for us? That is it. And like I said, guys, just enjoy uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guys, check it out because we need support for Mr. James Gunn. Because he's going to go over to, after Marvel, he's going to go over to DC next. So we're going to see what he'll he'll do with this one. You're better. All right. Well, I will kick things off with our first review here for the day. I'm going to be talking about Big George Foreman. Yeah. It has a super long subtitle, uh, The Miraculous Story of the Once and Future Heavyweight Champion of the World. Yeah. yeah. There you see in the corner of the screen, it's all there in super small print. But uh, there you go. I'll dig off the side there. And uh, that is Mr. Chris Davis playing George Foreman in the movie. Victor, I know you said it was on your radar. Did you get a chance to see it last weekend too? I didn't, or? I didn't get a chance to see it, uh, but I knew, but I know a lot about the, the Mr. Heavyweight Champion himself. Uh, as you 
well may have known, he is the owner of his own great Foreman Grills. Yes. And he is he was a tank of a man, as you and can see. Quite just the story, multi generational career. Very, very like that just a what a big man he is. Yes. So how I'll, I'll throw it to you guys real quick. So Victor, you mentioned the George Foreman grill. Yes. Paul, do you got one or two quick George Foreman uh anecdotes that come to mind when you hear George Foreman besides George Foreman grill? Oh, well, all of his kids are named George. Yes, yes that is true. Even his daughters. Yep, George, Georgetta, yes. Or no, Georgette, I think is, is her name, yes. George. Yes. I still can't. I, I didn't know that he was a pastor and all that stuff. I think we talked about all that in the last show, though. Mm. Oh, yeah, in the preview for it and upcoming releases. But yeah, so this is pretty much a biopic. Uh, so it's two hours and 15 minutes long, which it... And they were speeding through his career because mm. this covers so much ground. Because uh, Foreman, his career pretty much starts in like the, his boxing career, 1968, from winning the Olympic gold, mm. all the way to like the mid to late 90s when he when he made his big return yeah. to win the second the world championship a second time. But yeah, the, and they got Chris Davis is pretty much playing him. And I love biopics, but sometimes when you get some of these longer ones, they got to really cruise through parts of his yeah. career, and there's parts where I'm like, oh, I wish I would have spent a little bit more time in this, a little bit more time in that. And there's some parts where I thought Chris Davis is absolutely aces as some parts of George Foreman in his career, like when he's like his first reign as champ in in the 70s leading up to the rumble in the jungle. Yeah. And uh, and he's got that huge Foreman fro and, yeah. and, the, and that mustache, and he just looks like a beast you do not want to mess yeah. with. And he's just, just jacked to the gills. And I'm like, all right, Chris Davis is awesome here. But then there's other parts where he has to go through quite the body uh, metamorphosis. So I don't know if they had him wearing a fat suit or they just filmed part of the movie later saying, mm-hmm. hey, you got to put on some weight to accurately accurately portray George Foreman in, like his, the, in his comeback return where he, you know, he gained a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, he kind of had like a more bigger physique. And, uh, and so he kind of had that there too. And that, some parts of that he kind of captures, but other parts just did not feel as... Mm-hmm. I mean, you're asking him to do a lot. For yeah. this movie, but you know, he gave it his best there. Um, but yeah, this early part of the movie just kind of showing him. Uh, I, I had no idea about him, I had no idea there's you know, I've heard of the Peace Corps mm. over the years. Uh, I never heard of a thing called the Job Corps in the late 60s to help people with job. I never heard of that yeah. as a thing before. So just finding out about that, that was and that part of George Foreman's career, just how he, him and his family had the rough, like rags to riches story, just kind of yeah. you know, family sharing one. Family of five sharing one hamburger for a meal. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah, they, they used to. And funny thing about that, too, um, and my my grandfather and my dad also, um, they weren't a part of this, but they, they knew a lot of people. Uh, during that time in the 60s, ladies and gentlemen, it was not a very happy time, of course, for African Americans and many other racists who were coming to this country. And, uh, yeah, so job markets, uh, like uh, Dale said, they were there for, for people who needed jobs and for quick work and uh, uh, because of the race riots that were going on of that time. There was a lot of tension, you know, in the, especially in bigger cities like New York or Chicago. So a lot of people were like, yeah, let's start this so we can help out a lot of people. So, And, you know, other parts, they kind of they kind of blitz through. I imagine, you know, I got so much time. George Foreman is on his fourth marriage. He's been you know, happily married for a long time. They cover his first marriage, which. Fall- Every show. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait. Oh, whoops. Oh, gosh. Uh, my bad. My, no. Not every show, Paul. Come on. Cut me some slack. Maybe every fifth show. Every fifth show. I hit the wrong button there. My bad. My bad. Yes. 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 I'll give myself... Uh, 
Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but uh, sorry, Paul. But <laughs> Paul's just I'm just watching the replay right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay, Dale failed. Dale failed. But no, I was going to say about the rest of the cast here too. You see Forrest Whitaker there in the background, kind of his coach throughout his career. He does, you know, Forrest Whitaker. He never disappoints. He's always mm. he always delivers, and once again, he delivers here as his yeah, coach yeah. in here. And then you also have. Uh, Sullivan Jones portraying Muhammad Ali. And at first, I was very conflicted on, on how to take his uh, depiction of him because, you know, Will Smith did just uh, a hell of a job, I can't believe this, over 20 years ago yeah. <laughs> in the biopic for Muhammad Ali. Yeah. That was and over 20 years it was ago? Like, yeah. It was like 2000, was 2001. That was, oh, yeah, that was a long, long time ago. No. Yeah. Shut <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> but, you know, they try and do a couple of scenes from that movie where they're leading up to the rubble in the jungle, and they got Muhammad Ali doing the you know the portrayal, like doing his imitation of George Foreman and yeah. how he punches, and mm. and they're recapturing that scene here. And I was like, oh, Will Smith did such a good job. I think he got Oscar nominated for that performance. Yeah. Never got an Oscar yeah. for it, but yeah, he got nominated for it. But at my first, of all, I was like, oh, I can't redo that scene like the way Will Smith did. But then I, I think he grew on me throughout the movie because he's only really in it for like a half hour, building up to that Rumble and Jungle, and that's the fight that gets the most attention in the film. There's a couple other ones there. The Olympic fight gets a little attention, and then you know when he has his big downfall, which leads to his first retirement, uh, that gets a bit of attention there. And then you know his big return. Those fights are just kind of rapid fire, how he's kind of rising to the top. Eventually, he beats uh, Moore for the title there. But uh, uh, that's kind of pretty rapid fire because it's just trying to go through so much ground. And, you know, I thought director George Tillman Jr., I love his past work, Men of Honor, really love Faster, probably one yeah. of my favorite underrated uh, rock movies. Mm. But uh, yeah, I thought he did a pretty good job. I, I wouldn't say this is, uh, um, like, the best ever biopic, but I, th- I thought he did a, a pretty solid job. I'd probably say, like, you know, one to ten. I'd probably say this is like a solid, like, eight. Wouldn't say it's perfect, but worth checking out, especially. I, I learned a ton about George Foreman, especially about the pastor stuff and that stuff, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, be becoming a reborn and uh, that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of big moments in this. I, I wouldn't say uh, top notch, but pretty close. Uh, right. Rotten Tomatoes aggregate 41% critics, 96% audience, but yeah, definite recommendation to Big George Foreman. I just I just like the uh, the part in the trailer where he says he's you know he's coming back into the ring and he's mm. like I used to look like Superman yeah. and yeah. the guy was, and Whitaker is like yeah now you look like the Michelin Man yeah, this isn't a beauty contest yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah you look like the Michelin Man <laughs> yes I thought, that, I thought that was pretty funny yeah That's awesome. there's <laughs> they definitely get some good I mean this is a serious uh, kind of like depiction of his life and all that but they do have that. Uh, Plenty of moments of levity. Well, I thought it was funny just because, uh, and and fun fact, ladies and gentlemen, really quick is that you know a lot of boxers besides Muhammad Ali and uh, Joe Frazier and many others, they've had a lot of times where boxers they get married like how many times? I mean, even uh, what was it? Because um, he not Joe Lewis, but what's his name? Holy Vanderfield got married a total of six times. Of the course of his career, literally had to keep boxing just in order to pay child support. So I mean, you would think that after, times, yeah, yeah, you would you would think after him getting his ear bitten off by Mr. Tyson, you would think, yeah, that would be it for him. No, he still kept going yep. throughout his many years, and he still looks as tough as he did back in his time. So there you go. All right, uh, want to make sure to give a shout out too. We're looking for questions, comments in the chat. People who question or comment, you can be entered to win free movie passes from our friends at River Cinema. 15, get two free movie tickets. Just send a question or comment throughout the show, and we'll draw a name at random at the end of the episode. And, uh, yeah, so we want to hear what you guys have to say. Any movie thoughts or recommendation, whatever you want. 
All right, and we will be back here in a minute with our next review, but first we're going to hear a word from our friends over at Churchill Shoes. Oh, oh, I think that might be all the way at the bottom. I'm thinking that one. Hey, woo Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SaaS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. And we are back. Now, next up for our next review for the show, we are going to hear from Paul here. He watched, uh, I think we mentioned it in the previews a couple weeks back, that uh, there's a follow-up series from the Waco series uh, from Showtime called Waco, The Aftermath, all dealing with the follow-up from, uh, you know, the big Waco uh, shootout that happened. And this is pretty much everything that happened uh, as a follow-up. Right, Paul? Yeah, so I was actually... Uh, I was upset when I tried to get this. Uh, I think it was on Peacock, but then I tried to get you to subscribe to Showtime or yep. something. Yep. It's but I was, I was able to get it on my, my hacked stick. Mm. Just leave it at that. Mm. But I, I, only, I, I can only get the first three episodes, though. I don't know if they are if there are more. It says five, but I can only get three. Yeah. So maybe and there'll be a total of five and only three are out right now, maybe? or Well, because, I, well because the show is still going on, you're probably only going to get three just for... The previews. Of, well, I, I didn't know if like the season is five mm. or or if there's five out, but I could only get three. I, I'll have to look into that. But I didn't know this was actually um, a takeoff of the other Waco series. Yeah, because uh, then I, I ended up watching the first series, mm. and um, the detective is the same actor, the mm. guy who played um, what's Superman's? Oh, yeah. Michael Shannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and he's a great actor. I, I like. Oh, yeah. I like pretty I, much he's still one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah I love him. Very scary man, but he's actually a very nice man too. <laughs> but you know, before I watched that first series, I didn't really know too much about Waco. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a crazy story. Oh yeah. And now the second this follow up to it is showing like the the court system of how they're trying to expose the FBI yeah. and the ATF of like you know wrongdoing. And I think it's it's coming out at such a relevant time because now yeah. you got the FBI like with all this Trump stuff, yeah. you know, the, these classified documents. Yeah, not you're not seeing or hearing so much about the ATF, mm. which are they even still a thing? They say they, they, yeah, they, I think they, they disassembled. Yeah, I, yeah, after I think this? they yeah, I think they disassembled after this because you don't hear anything about them anymore. It, <laughs> it, it, the only thing you would hear about them is little whispers here and there, but yeah, they've completely disappeared from life. <laughs> the uh, the and it's so cool that this is a follow-up. The only thing that is somewhat disappointing about it is mm-hmm. that it doesn't have the same actors from the first season. Yeah. So, you know, even the guy that played David Koresh, mm-hmm. uh, he was the actor that played Elvis. Yeah. Uh, uh, Austin Butler. There we go. Yeah. And it would have been nice to see him back in there. Mm-hmm. To, I mean, the other guy, he's he just can't, comes across as a lot slimier mm-hmm. than he, the, the, uh, the first season. Yeah. 
but I I think that's maybe intentional. Yeah, because David, uh, for those of you who don't know who David Koresh is, he was a very, very disturbed man. Uh, back in the day, he was a pastor of his time. Unfortunately, he came from a very rough home life. Uh, his father was a very abusive man. His mother was the only person to guide him in life. And of course, wouldn't you know it, she told him to become a pastor because that's what they did, of course, in Texas. And he, of course, led these people uh, like any other... Uh, like Jim Jones himself led his congregation to this very big, like if you see the pictures of where they were going, this big, big kind of like compound. And it was like right in the middle of nowhere. And they would get trucks and just bunches of stuff like guns and stuff. And the guy wouldn't ask questions. He was just doing his job, delivering the guns. And when he asked questions, he's like, well, I don't know why all these guns are being delivered to his compound. Like, why is this it? Oh, it's just, just for protection. That's, that's all it is for. He's like, okay. And once he asked questions, they were just like, just do your job, man. That's all you need to do. Just do your job. Okay. Well, and this, this, uh, this aftermath, it does such a good job of, uh, I mean, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, mm. you know. But I, if, if it's factual, it's, it's pretty crazy, you mm. know, how they – the ATF says, oh, they shot at us first and yeah. that, you know, the doors burned down, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the fire. And then they're like, the doors were made of metal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, so I definitely would watch this. Mm. I watch the first one, mm. first season first, mm. but then start this up mm. because I think it is just such an interesting story and i mean it's just it's tragic yeah well, just, you know, just from seeing the preview i watched the preview for this and it showed how this kind of you know the fallout from waco was what led to the big uh, uh timothy mcveigh and terry nichols uh being the after uh the catalyst for them doing the oklahoma city bombing and you just see a couple flashes of them in the preview and i'm like oh wow yeah that's right yeah it's so long ago just for, or forgot all about that but mm-hmm. how, how did you like their portrayal so far, I mean, I just I remember from the couple of quick shots, I'm like, oh wow, those are almost spot on. Yeah, no, I think I think it's fantastic. I think the acting is really good, mm. and one of the things that you know the those Davidians that yeah, this is in this David Koresh. The one thing that cracks me up, and they they bring, they bring it up in both seasons, is mm. like you know everybody thinks that I'm the Messiah, mm. and you know everybody comes here, but I'm going to take the burden off of your wife mm. and you, so I'm just going to bang every chick in here, oh, yeah. and nobody else can. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> was like, he was known for doing yeah, that. Like, I'm like, wow. Like, like, dude's just a pimp. Oh, yeah, dude. He, <laughs> like, if you actually look at old, uh, there's, like, photographs, and, like, you can't unsee this, ladies and gentlemen. There are photographs, there are videos, and they show, like, uh, when the ATF, when they stormed that place, there was no, like, covering up. There's videos of these guys. The, the compound which they stormed in, they got, what happened was they got all the children and wives out, and they set that place on fire. And the ATF went in there. They went up the stairs. They went in because they couldn't go in the building yet because they were actually going to go in the building, but it was on fire already. So they went uh, during the windows. The guys had guns, and they were firing at these guys. You can see a video, and you can actually look it up on YouTube. They show a video where the guy, one of the ATF guys is up on the window, and he got shot by one of the dudes and the the old man just didn't want to do it but he's like I'll shoot if I have to man and he just shot him point blank and you can see him falling over like this and of course there was just fire coming from each individual there was like ATF guys all over the building and even when the women and children came out of there the last thing you can see was there are people still in there 
And they were like literally just coughing and like literally there was the last of them out. And then even David Koresh is like, you won't take me alive. This is my compound. And it was just a shit show, man. It was just, oh, wow. from From the first season, one of the, the, the scenes that really stood out to me and it, it cracks me up is uh, they tried to drown him out with sound. Yeah. Like, like these huge speakers. And mm. <laughs> he turned around. They got these, I don't know if they do like, you know, the the Catholic or Christian like rock mm. thing or whatever, but he's got all these big loudspeakers and yeah. he just cranks up his electric, electric guitar and just points it right back at him. <laughs> I was like that. That's, that's funny as hell, which, which is very, because Paul's right. It is not only, not only fun, hilarious, but it's actually very true. Mr. Dave Koresh, before he wanted to become the pastor of his, you know, or the Messiah, as he said, he, I was not a Messiah. He wanted to become a musician and uh, they rejected him immediately. Um, surrounding his whole little kind of John Lennon rock and roll-ish and they just were not having it in that time and they're like, yeah, we, we are not going to allow you to be a musician. And then, of course, he just kept saying, well, I, I'm the Messiah, man. I don't want to say I'm a Messiah, but, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove it to y'all. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so, wouldn't you know it, years later, this comes up and... Uh, well, the, apparently he knew, a, he knew a lot about scripture and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so, yeah. So he, he, could re- he could recite the Bible. Oh yeah, he was he was a man of his word, and he knew he knew a lot. But he, like Paul said, he was a pimp, and he he conversed all these women to and children and all these other people. In fact, uh, if you look at documentaries uh, about this, there were young ladies in there uh, who have now grown up and they're adults now. Um, they explain. Uh, when they were in the compound at that time, they had gone uh, and said, you know, to David Koresh, like, I want you to state your name and all this other. And they made a videotape of uh, all the children stating their name and all this other stuff. This eight little Asian girl, now she's grown up, she said her mother did not survive, of course, the Waco attack. And um, she said the weird thing about being there was it all seemed normal at first. But then when we met him, he was just, he just wasn't like the guy we expected him to be. He was very frightening. And we were supposed to call him, you know, just father and all this other stuff. And my mother just was going along with it. There was just something about him that was so off to me. And you wow. could you could just see how the frightening as she t- as she's telling the story, like he was just as frightening as she explained him to be. So wow, well, it's safe to say it sounds like we can go on about Waco forever, but you, you may just want to watch Waco and yeah, Waco aftermath just, shows instead. It's safe to say it's a good recommendation, Paul, from what you've seen so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely watch it. All right, next up, Victor, you did you checked out the River Cinema flashback uh, pick of the week at yeah. Flashback Cinema at the River Cinema. Yes. You saw one of the all time classics this past yeah. uh, weekend. Yes. I actually got to see Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, and if you love Indiana Jones as much as I did growing up, I still love him. I mean, Harrison Ford, man, that guy's still in his prime. Uh, he's never going to stop doing Indiana Jones, and I hope he doesn't. Very timely. It was a, we're what, a month out or so from oh, the new one? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and not just a day after, of course, this one came out. The trailer was going like crazy. And the new one for The Dial of Destiny, uh, just like I said, he, Harrison Ford has never lost his edge as an action star, whether he was doing Indiana Jones, whether he was doing Star Wars, Air Force One, you know, even doing uh, kind of drama pictures as well. He still was just the 
the top notch of his game in the 70s and the 80s and even in the early 90s because man dude he just he did it all he was a pilot he was a carpenter and he he just did it all he ran the gamut yeah and, so. and, and and this movie like i said not only just a timeless classic but everything in it just screams like adventure swashbuckling get the girl yeah get the girl at the end like yeah and of course we have to take on the most hateful enemy of our american system which is the nazis of the time and this is set in 1936 just a few years before world war ii right when they're you know they're everywhere they're coming to power yeah and uh so yeah how was this your first time seeing on the big screen then it was it was my first time ever seeing i've seen this movie plenty of times and i can recite every like line for now me, but several years i didn't see like raiders of the I, i've seen probably bits and pieces that are maybe i watched it a couple times in 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 its entirety on mm-hmm. cable growing up over the years but i finally watched it in probably my adulthood mm-hmm. probably like five years ago mm-hmm. for the first time in my all probably like the last 20 years and yeah it's still a classic but there's some parts of those i want to say like the opening i'm kind of curious how it came across on the big screen to you because some of those practical effects i would say probably haven't aged the greatest from like the first half hour or so no i I want to say late in the later half it really picks up but there's a couple parts i'm like well maybe the hd is making it stand out a little bit more than it it did at the time and that's what i'm thinking you know some you know some Mm. practical effects don't look as good in in 4k or blu-ray than Mm. they did in their old standard def would you say that popped out more on the big screen or is it more like standard def it, it's it, it's still um, and practical effects uh, stand out among and and you as, as you've seen on this show I love absolutely am obsessed with practical effects. Yeah, I yeah I'm not trying to it. dog the movie. I'm just oh no, to say, no like, I know how it comes across. Oh no I know yeah, and I know you're not. But it, it, like I said, it just it comes out like like you expect stuff like this because I mean this movie was done so many years ago and and the effects itself they even on the big screen or even the small screen if you watch it in your home you know they're they're frightening. They are very terrifying. Of yeah, that especially time. towards the end. Oh yeah, and yeah. they that gave me nightmares as a kid. The yeah. whole possession stuff. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Even the guy's when face uh, melting. Yeah, off. The yeah. face melting. Yeah. yeah, when he's just like literally just skin just coming. I have vivid blood memories everywhere. of a kid trying to like peek over the couch. I'm like, is it over yet? <laughs> I still will always love when they go through that. Um, when they're in the, uh, of course. The uh, the cave uh, the cave so to speak and they literally she runs into uh, Marion she runs into of course when they crash it through with the statue she runs into all these dead bodies and literally these were real dead bodies ladies and gentlemen like Steven Spielberg he doesn't play around when they want dead bodies they got dead bodies so wait they- this is news to me legit dead oh bodies. they were dead bodies they were dead bodies so like when you see poltergeist those skulls you see those were real skulls those were dead people like when you see when she fell into the pool in the muddy pool and she saw that like dead body was just doing this coming wait, wait up. are you talking about just like like a skeleton or like an actual dead well not body. like uh, well, the I'm way saying, you're phrasing it there I'm is sorry. throwing me for a loop like I'm dead sorry. bodies i'm like thinking wait did they go to the morgue and just get a bunch of I'm corpses s- well, like, or are well, we just talking skeletons well i'm here? sorry i'm sorry they were scared there when i say when i refer to dead bodies, i'm sorry i don't mean the actual <laughs> dead body ladies and gentlemen there's actually skeletons that people have don't... but still real skeletons yes yeah. they were real and they actually got it from um 
I forget what the place is called, but uh, they actually got it from because they had donated it, um, and Steven Spielberg went there and he got real skeletons of dead people uh, from uh, that time, uh, and he said, "Let's put them in the movie," and he certainly yeah. did. And he did not only in Poltergeist, he did it with uh, Rays of the Lost Ark and many other Indiana Jones movies and so on and such. George Lucas said, "Yeah, man, do what you need to do." And, well, and that even, authenticity, yeah, and even when you see like that's still one of my favorite parts when she sees like the python going right through the skull and it's just like it's like right through his mouth like because there's no mouth here and he's just going right through him like that still scared me as a kid and i i love the fact that they did that still is uh is karen allen still as much of a badass as marion as she, she was originally? oh absolutely, yeah. oh, absolutely. She, I, I i would feel like even in the kingdom of the crystal skull like she'd they, I love that they brought her back in that one. Despite yeah, what everybody says about that movie, it was still classic Indiana Jones yeah. doing his thing. So. That movie is way better. I, I rewatched that around the same time I did all. I, re- I picked up the four disc Blu ray set of all four Indiana Jones movies, and I rewatched all four. And I was like, oh no, Crystal Skull. But you know, there's only really like a, a handful of really bad scenes in the movie. But uh, at first, I thought, like, oh no, this is. This is like a two out of ten. Well, oh, you know, this is—I wouldn't say it's great, but it was like a six out of ten, way better than I thought it was. Yeah, it was a solid movie, guys. The only thing was is that I think for like franchises, when you bring them back after so many years, I mean, yeah, they're not going to be like the ones you see back in the day because, again, you know, everyone says, "Oh, I don't know if he's back in his prime." This—they said the same about Arnie, but Arnie still is built as he is. He's still the Terminator, just like. Harrison Ford. He's still Indiana Jones. Maybe he can't do what he used to do, but he has broken his ankle. He's broken his leg. Heck, the man has broken so many bones in his body doing Star Wars and saying, oh, I'm never going to come back. Yet he has come back plenty of times and sacrificed his own body just to give us the entertainment that is amazing to this day. Sounds like, you, sounds like you're pretty hyped for the Indiana oh, yeah. Jones 5. I'm, I'm ready for it. And the fact that Steven Spielberg was like, yeah. I'm I'm all game for it, so like let's go, let's do. All this. right, and is that still playing currently? I forget off the top yep. of my head. Yeah. Yep, it's still playing. At least currently. another few days. Yep, at least a few more days, and then after that, uh, we get to see my boy, of course. Rest in peace, Mr. Bruce Lee. We get to see Enter the Dragon. Oh, soon, Enter so. the Dragon! It'll be playing at. Oh Black. yeah. Hey, I, there you go, Paul Martial Art, Martial Arts Classic, I've right seen, there. Seen that way too many times. But have you seen it on the big screen? I don't need to. You know, and also <laughs> it'd, be ni- it'd be nice to do. Oh. I mean, just for the fact of just seeing I, 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 my boy Jim. The, you Kelly. know, the one the one I saw on TV way more. I, I saw Enter the Dragon on on cable growing as a kid, but the one that was on repeats way more in the rotation, probably because I think it was a little newer, was uh, the Last Dragon. <laughs> You know, who's the master? Oh, my gosh. What a great line. <laughs> Catching a bullet with his teeth. Oh, gosh. Oh, the Last Dragon. Like the 80s one yeah. with uh, Ernie Ray. Leroy, er- who's the master? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do the voice at all. But you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah. Ernie Ray is Jr. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was so good. Like, I love that Before one. he was a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Very, I still love him as quick, a Ninja. Quick poll around the table. Just real quick. I always like to hear everyone's answers. There, there's always one of two answers I always hear about this. Favorite Indiana Jones movie? I'll go first. Last Crusade. Uh, can't, I can't say that. It, really? it, yeah, love Last Crusade. Him yeah. and, and Sean Connery and Harrison Ford. Perfect chemistry. The dad, father, son relationship. Great villains. They're, they're going great. The, the awesome... Uh, uh, oh man, I can't say. Awesome chalice are going for the the Temple of Doom, dude. I do love Temple of Doom, <laughs> but I but I'll I, give but you I, a raised eyebrow for that. But I, I mean, I do love Temple of Doom just because it's parts so of scary. It I like. Yeah, but I I gotta go with because that's I, one where he's like 
reaching into his he, heart and he's like, a monkey brains. County ball. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason why we have the PG 13 rating now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I do love Temple. I love them all, no, but good, I mean, yes. I, I got it. You know, I got to go with Dale. I mean, who, who better? Then the the late great rest in peace Sean Connery mm-hmm. doing his thing and of course with Indy like with Harrison Ford how many people in their lives get to say they worked with Sean Connery like I think later? it was Kali Lama Kali Lama Kali Lama Kali Lama all right well before we move on Victor we got we'll have more from you in just a sec here but we want to make sure we give one more shout out here we are looking for questions and comments in the live chat and the gfbs social media live chat rooms on uh twitch facebook youtube if you got any questions or comments make sure to send them our way and you will be entered to win a free pair of movie passes from our friends at river cinema 15 so victor it's time for your weekly action figure showcase i see you got a few of them this week yes so of course i thought you know I haven't shown these ones yet, so I thought I would show, of course, this one. So this is Daredevil, of course, the man without fear. And, of course, this was the one I got at Comic-Con many years ago. Um, And I was so excited to get him because I thought, you know, I had to wait for years to get another one. But then I was like, well, you know what? I want to make one. So I thought I would make this one. So I thought I would just be like, the only thing I have to do is put the symbol on it, and I can't find the symbol anywhere. I tried to make one, and it just didn't turn out the way I hoped it was going to do it. No double D. Yeah, so I had to, like, of course, buy um, a a D, kind of like a necklace, which you would see, uh, of course, in craft stores, and just put that on there, paint it red, and put another D on there, and bam, they'd be pretty much, you know, Popping out of, you know, and just like the badass that he is, of course. Because He's upgraded to a sword. Yeah. I'm I'll, assuming that the one that you, that was originally a Batman. This was. The, yeah. uh, but, of course, I cut off the ears on the top, put them as devil horns on this, and then it just became what it was. It was and, the belt that gave it away. Yeah. I figured the belt would give it away because I thought I wanted him to have more pouches because Daredevil does need pouches, even though he kind of doesn't. He needs his gear. Yeah. But I want him to have more pouches, so I thought, well, let's give him more pouches. And plus because he's the man without fear don't underestimate him just because he's blind doesn't mean he cannot kick your ass which is still one of my favorite pastimes of that he does Do you got any daredevil figures with the, where he's rocking the yellow i actually have tried to find those but those are really extremely hard to come by um if you want to find those ones you probably have to go like under underground just to find those because i really love him in the yellow yeah, outfit what an iconic costume and i love the fact that they use that in she hulk despite that show not being being what I thought it was going to be, I still loved him in that yellow outfit because he looked badass. And you got one more for us, it looks like. Yes, and this is, of course, I got him uh, very early, actually. I was really surprised that he was even out. Uh, I got, of course, the Rhino, uh, and I one of Spider-Man's most pretty much dumbest villains because he he is very dumb he's he's more he's not a very smart man but he of course is very known for his brawn and of course he is in a suit uh he is in actually in an uh, ivory suit uh originally it did uh come off because of acid uh originally and so they had to put uh his suit in gamma radiation so now he can withstand blows just like the incredible hulk so when he took on the incredible hulk he was just beating hulk like no other but hulk eventually won because come on you can't take on hulk and expect come on i always like how much fun they have with the rhino in the various comics and marvel tv shows and movies was it one of the amazing spider-man movies was he he had like a small cameo yeah he was uh but they made him a robot yeah they made him a robot instead of an actual rhino because you know 
movies and of course uh money <laughs> not mm-hmm. to not to go <laughs> to that point how do but... work on screen yeah and it's 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 pretty hard to get the rhino honestly if you can find a big man to actually put on a suit like uh of course this man right here and actually pretty much ram spider-man into the wall uh good luck Batista. <laughs> Batista, yeah, actually, Batista. yeah, that actually could work because big, as big as he is, he could play the Rhino, and he could actually do a very good accent. So I, I could see him doing that'd that. That'd be counteracting with his other Marvel character he's currently portraying. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they would work. They'd make out it work. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're green for this. Yeah, how many? One. How many you're is a, for this? How many one. is Ryan Reynolds? Oh, he's like he's like oh, he's he's like seven. Yeah, so (laughs) yeah, I would go yeah seven. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that record. Green Lantern. Yep. So I would feel yeah, he could probably just do that and be he'd be a rhino because I mean, look how big he is compared to like Batista. I mean, he's got the muscle for it, and plus he can have that huge rhino head, which I agree can smash anything. And the cool part about him is like. Every everyone says that like just a rhino, he literally goes in one. He only attacks in one direction, mm-hmm. so that's why Spider Man could always outmaneuver him, just because he like every rhino in the animal kingdom they attack in one direction. So if he's coming that at is you, not like, true. You, it is. If you could actually go like literally, he can. You can't double back on him because if he goes, no, I'm, like, I'm li- saying, I'm saying, if you like, I've heard this. Uh, if you see a rhino mm. like actually in the wild, mm. they're really good at turning. I've 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 seen I've seen one. I know black rhinos. They're very yes. That that type of species of rhino. Yeah, they will turn on you just like that in a dime, and they will ram you like nobody's business. All types of rhino facts. I would never know. I was in for store today. But they're, they're they're very rare and they're very extinct. Almost there. There's a few left of them left in the wild. I want to see one before they go extinct completely because they're really beautiful. And uh, the only time I've seen one is is in of course in a zoo. And Columbus, and they were just really cool. All right. Well, Victor, I'm looking forward to what you have for us for next week. Your figures, man. Always digging the action figure showcase. Uh, we're going to take a quick pause and give a shout out to our friends at the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Barn Grill. They want to be your next dinner and a movie destination. They're both located in the River Mall in East Grand Forks, and you can either dine inside the movie member Belial restaurant, the Shire, or take your movie, your meal to go to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are, well, we kind of talked about a little earlier, opening tomorrow, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Big George Foreman, which I talked about a little earlier, still playing Evil Dead Rise. You can find the complete listings online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget, this t- they're about their specials, Tuesday all day long, $5 movies, and the senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays of $5.50. River Cinema has luxury recliners, which now has expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, and it's family-owned and operated by the same company that runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. And for their showtimes, look online at morefamilytheaters.com. All right. Just going to run down a couple quick sneak peeks here this week. Uh, running a little long, so I'm probably going to blitz through these, though I got a feeling we'll have a couple things to say about the last one, even though we already said it. We kind of already foreshadowed it a little bit, but... Uh, New live-action remake on Disney Plus hitting this week, Peter Pan and Wendy's, starring Jude Law as Captain Hook. <laughs> so that really stuck out. Ever Anderson as Wendy, and uh, Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell. So Disney's still riding that live-action remake train. 
Uh, coming to Paramount Plus, new series this week, Fatal Attraction, new reimagined series of one of the iconic movies of the 1980s, uh, starring Joshua Jackson and Lizzie Kaplan in a murder mystery crime thriller. I wonder if they'll have bunnies on in it. You guys uh, seen the 80s film? Oh, I love that movie. Yep. Glenn Close literally, like, she she made a crazy lady look very scary, and my gosh, th- if you see, like, Michael Douglas, like, actually choking her, he was actually, like, choking the living life out of her. So, yeah, Paramount Plus bringing it this week, hitting Netflix this week, a new series, uh, not new series, it's part two of a currently ongoing series, it's part two of season two of Firefly Lane, uh, with Catherine Heigl and Kate Malarkey playing characters that have a long tumultuous friendship. And yeah, so they got new challenges ahead of them. That's on Netflix right now. And then finally in theaters this really? Friday. Uh, wow. Victor, are you familiar with that one then? Or uh, I No, I thought it was weird because Catherine Heigl, nobody wants to work with her. So I'm surprised. I know, I've heard, yeah, I'm yeah. surprised that she's even doing a series. So good for her. <laughs> Maybe she's turning it around. I guess so. Finally in theaters this Friday. We already talked about it at the top of the show. Victor gave us a nice preview. But yeah, Gardens, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, I guess they have the sneak peek early release tomorrow. It's where our beloved band of misfits are settling into life on the planet of nowhere before their lives are upended by the echoes of Rocket's turbulent past that causes Peter Quill to rally the Guardians to save the day once again. Bring back all your favorites, Chris Pratt, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Dave Bautista, and Zoe Saldana. And like we mentioned, directed by James Gunn in his mm-hmm. final Marvel film for yeah. at least a foreseeable future. So, um, yeah, safe to say we're probably all going to see this by the end of this weekend and oh, yeah. go nuts on it next week oh, here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah! There's going to be a lot of talking for, yeah. for what he's yeah. going to come up. Well, with. Well, it seems to me like you know, there, there's so many. It's they've been all over the place with this current last wave of the last several MCU films. Like they, they've kind of been all over the place with impressions. Like either like you know, maybe you, you've we've talked about the fan backlash with mm-hmm. like like the last uh, what was it the last Ant Man movie and yeah. even the Doctor Strange movies got some backlash too. And uh, you know. Black Pan- the new Black Panther seems to be pretty well received too, mm. but I've seen occasionally I see some mixed things on that one too. But this one seems to be like the last of the core, like maybe original couple, like original decade worth of yeah, Marvel MCU films, well, like a they, last hurrah. Well, because they want to, yeah, they want to get everything all done and said, and after this, you know, the new generation. Just spreads out like wildfire. So. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Look forward to talking about it next week. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be nerding out about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 next week. Some plugs to talk about on GFBS shows going on earlier this week. ton of good stuff going on. On the Monday GFBS interview, we talked with Travis Chasen, owner of Brothers Firearms, and Brian Robbins of Ready Defense LLC, talking about a big upcoming Lunch and Learn event this Friday at Brothers Firearms about what to expect if you have to use self-defense force at home. On this Friday's Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema, Icky and the Wizard of Weird, well, they'll be reviewing the creepy, crawly, clown claustrophobia spookiness of Terrifier 2. I know, Ooh. Victor, you were pretty high on that one a few yeah. months back. Yeah, that's the movie you need to just watch by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> or watch with a friend. Uh, don't have children watch that, because that's not for children at all. All. <laughs> those Not are, at all. Those are just a couple of over a dozen new shows you can find by searching GFBS on your favorite podcasts and social media apps. And we actually got a couple new shows debuting on GFBS uh, this week in an introductory kind of sneak preview form, and they'll be com- debuting in full-length form over the next couple of weeks. Got some really big shows coming ahead. Stay tuned. Find out more. Search GFBS on your favorite social media or podcast app. All right, guys. It's time to take it home with quick takes for the week. 
Paul, uh, what, let's, let's start it off with you. What do you got for quick takes? Okay. Uh, well, first, uh, everybody keeps talking about bad words is on Netflix. Hmm. Uh, my parents told me to watch it. My aunt told me to watch it. I think Dale told me to watch it. Well, I said it because John, John mentioned it in the studio. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hilarious. It's I, I'm pretty sure I did see it when it came out, mm. but I mean it's been so long mm. that you know I, I forgot about it. But what is it? Steve Bateman is that oh, Jason, Jason Bateman? Bateman. Oh, Jason, yeah. Jason Bateman. He, Very good. Actor. He has by far my like my sense of humor mm. and the way that he just talks to these little kids like very irreverent. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know what it is, uh, so Jason Bateman. He's a grown man yeah. that goes into a kid's spelling bee. Mm. Finds and, a loophole. Yeah, finds a loophole so he can compete. And so <laughs> just the way he talks to all these the kids and he trash talks them and everything, it's like, I, I, I think it's hilarious. Some people uh, might think that it's like oh, kind of crude. I, I watched but, the first half of it last night. I want to make sure at least catch a little bit of it to go in. And I'm, I'm with you, Paul. I really love it. I mean, as long as you know what you're getting yourself into uh, – Jason Bateman, like you said, super irreverent, but you know he's it, it's for it plays for great laughs because you're like, oh my god, he actually said this to a kid or to like you know the the master of the spelling bee. Well, he does such a good job of just having that uh, dry humor yeah, that, that that's so punchy. Yeah. I mean, he did it in Ozark, he does yeah. it in this, and yeah, I, I'm just a huge fan of his. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've loved Jason Bateman ever since he did Teen Wolf two, and then he did uh, the GIF with uh, forget his name. Uh, he's a very good actor as well. Uh, he di- he did. Well, Kilmer wasn't that the no, GIF? No, I mean no, I probably um, get mixed up. Yeah, there was a no, the Saint. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was a very very. Uh, it was actually his first movie. Uh, so the guy who was acting with him, it was his first ever directorial debut. And Jason Bateman, like Paul said, because I've I've seen it in many oh, yeah. of his movies and television. Love Jason such Bateman. A, such a cast dry wit man that he is and yeah. my gosh great stuff and yeah it is streaming on netflix actually so yeah for those that want to track it down i, I agree from i'm probably going to finish that tonight but yeah bad words yeah and then um so there's uh two other movies that you mentioned that so 65 million years ago i've been trying to find when mm. is that going to stream is that how, they, i mean it's been out of theaters now hasn't it yeah it already has but it um they haven't released it on digital it's yet it's been what anything. a couple months it's been out it's it's been out yeah a couple months so you should be able to but i they haven't heard i mean anything. you can buy it but i don't want to buy yeah. it i'm yeah. just it waiting seems, for a streaming service mm, to have it available it's mm. so different it seems some movies have deals where they'll be available on peacock within like a month or a month and a half mm. or some will be available like said either to rent or buy on on demand but not on an actual streaming subscription service until like maybe three to six months later it's so hard to predict. Yeah, well, it's frustrating. Well, right now, because, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, and for quick, uh, to tell you all the truth, really, there's been a lot of protesting. So, like, there's a writer's strike right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I think I so, wanted to yeah. affect, what, yesterday, right? Yeah. So, there's been a writer's strike. So, producers, writers, everybody with their picket signs and everything they are just against everything so you're probably not going to get uh 65 just yet because of this protest well, so. at, th- at this point i'm not going to buy it because it's been long enough now to where i'm like okay i'm going to buy it and then it's going to come out tomorrow mm-hmm. you, you might know? you might as well just because i mean you might as well buy it like now and then well, buy I, the I heard that wasn't that great so that's was, why that's why I don't want to buy it. It wasn't that bad. It actually was very like it wasn't Jurassic Park. Now I'm not going to say that, but it was very good. I love Adam.
Adam Driver, he did a fantastic job, and I know you're gonna like it because the creatures in it. It's gonna be really cool. So oh. I think oh. you're gonna. like it. I was it. meaning to ask you guys before the show. I'll just throw out real quick here before you wrap up your quick takes. Paul, have I either of you heard anything? Of, I just saw this hit the new release stands this week. I remember vaguely hearing about it, but I completely forgot to look more into it. But uh, Supercell. I'm a big fan of natural disaster movies. Love Twister. This looks like a modern day take on Twister almost. But have either of you heard much about Supercell? Nope. Oh yeah, um, that actually. Went under the radar. Yeah, quite I think, some time. I, so. I think I may have saw one preview a while back, and I just completely, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And then I saw it on video this week. I'm like, oh, well, that's right. I should put it on my wish list to maybe rent down oh, the line. It sounds like end of tomorrow. Yeah, I, I love natural. Give me some good <laughs> yeah, dumb. Yeah, or the day after tomorrow. Give me some good dumb uh, special effects with uh, you know natural disasters, Twister. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, day after tomorrow. I'm all for them. You know, just people trying to escape. No, just or the most ridiculous San one ever. San Andreas. Yeah, that's, that's the most San ridiculous Andreas. one ever. Love Are you it. Crying? <laughs> no, dust everywhere. Yeah, man. dust everywhere. Yeah, give it to me. I'm that was. I just eat like candy. So, Paul, any other quick takes? Mm, I had a couple, but now they, I, I lost them. So. Nope, I'm good. All right. Moving on. Oh, All right, well, I'll just mention one or two quick ones here uh, before we wrap up with Victor's here. Uh, and we already talked about bad words, and I'm still catching up on my usual ones I talked about before in the past. won't go into detail on uh, Million Little Things or The Connors. They were both all right. Uh, I'll say Million Little Things had a great cameo of Christopher Lloyd, a blink-and-miss-it cameo. Mm. They're giving a nice homage to Taxi. So, mm. yeah, there you go. Love uh, that show. Beavis and Butthead, keeping up with that, uh, the new episodes. Just a couple of quick highlights from this one is how they fail at egging and just only like they can. I won't even go into details. And how they get involved in a city council meeting. So they got they their the first episode this season, they did it like two or three episodes on the last return season where they have uh if Beavis and Butthead were to age into their actual ages from when they first premiered, so like Maybe mid forties, Beavis and Butthead, oh, where they get involved in a city council meeting. Yes, and yeah, that, and yeah. Beavis, he just he just goes to town and he just says what he has to say in like ten seconds, and they're like, "You have four minutes," and so it's just Beavis going on about fire for four minutes, and yeah, and then it it I won't even ruin the punchline because there's even more to it than that, but yeah, great stuff. We want some quick, easy programming on Paramount Plus. They're only like twenty minutes long. Good stuff, Beavis and Butthead. All right, Victor, what do you got? Um, I was really surprised that this came over my radar because I really didn't expect it to. Um, so for years, they they actually um, we talked about this yesterday, and it was so crazy because we had we had should have done a podcast on it. I literally told my friend Joey we should have done a podcast on it. So when we were talking about this, uh, the shadow which was the movie, and then we talked about, of course, like oh, yeah. One More Day for Spider-Man, and we were talking about all these Marvel things. And, my Lord, it was just endless hours of just going back and forth with it. Just getting and, nostalgic? Well, it was crazy because we went into an argument about it, and uh, I, I don't know, maybe uh, you all out there can decide as well. I was going to ask you and Paul, if you all read uh, One More Day by, uh, of course, it was a Spider-Man story, to give you a quick synopsis on it, uh, Spider-Man, of course, makes a deal with Mephisto, and if you don't know who Mephisto is, Mephisto is a devil of Marvel's of the Marvel universe. Uh, 
universe. And of course, Peter Parker has a decision to make where he, of course, uh, after Civil War and Tony, yeah, letting pretty much being the guide of Mr. Peter Parker, told him to reveal himself to the world, which was really not a good idea. And uh, now everyone knows who he is. Uh, He cannot hide from anyone or anything. And uh, he goes and makes a literal deal with the devil. And he, uh, of course, the devil tells him, well, here's what's going to happen. You can either, of course, wish everything away, which means that Mary Jane and everything else, no one will know who you are, but Mary Jane will also go away as well, to save your Aunt May. So hopefully he would make the right decision. Well, of course... Uh, he made a wrong decision, of course, to everybody else's eyes. He saved his Aunt May, uh, and he sacrificed, of course, Mary Jane, and now she doesn't know who he is. Well, that's kind of relative to what they're doing with the latest uh, Spider-Man film. Yeah, the, the, which was based on, yeah, One More Day. And I, I was kind of wondering, because I was going to ask both of you, what do you think about that? Do you think that was the right for decision for him to make, you know? Choosing his Aunt May over pretty much Mary Jane in this case, because we well, had an argument. I remember interviews yesterday. with the, the writers at the time, because they are running... They did that, like you mentioned, how they Peter Parker revealed his secret identity mm. as part of the Registration Act for superheroes in Civil War. And so everyone knew who Spider-Man was, mm. and Marvel ran with it for about a year, year and a half. Mm. But then the writer said it got so difficult to write stories with this, so mm. they had to undo it. You know, it was like they kill a favorite actor from a TV show, and then, you know, we got to have this guy back. We got to, well, mm. we'll keep him dead for a reasonable amount of time, so mm. it didn't make it seem like a, it was all for naught. Mm. So it seemed like they ran with it for like a year, year and a half, and mm. then they undid the Peter Parker revealing a secret identity, but at great cost. <laughs> right, exactly. And I, I, uh, okay, you can write it. I'm not going to take the time to write it. But, mm. And maybe this story is already out there, but I've always thought that this would be a really, really good Spider-Man story. Because mm. Spider-Man is always Peter Parker, mm. the teenage kid. Of course. So what if you have Spider-Man, the 39-year-old, like actual Spider-Man, mm. but at that point, like... He's become like to his true form, and mm-hmm. he's actually, you know, like if you think of um, what was it, Doctor Strange, like in it, going into that multiverse and mm-hmm. uh, the Fantastic Four. Um, mm-hmm. What's his name? Oh, uh, Miss, oh uh, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's like the smartest guy on earth, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you could have, you know, an old Spider-Man mm-hmm. that has actually the strength of Superman, mm-hmm. but he's also intelligent, like the fan, uh, like. Mr. Fantastic. Fan, like Mr. Fantastic. So mm-hmm. basically, like, Spider-Man could become, like, the actual whatever mm-hmm. uh, lead guy mm-hmm. in everything. Mm-hmm. Victor, in all your and, years of comic knowledge, did they ever uh, attempt something like this? Um, they actually did. A funny thing uh, that Paul says that. Um, so, of course... He wasn't fully a man. He was of, of his, own, I want to say, early 30s. Um, and he had, uh, of course, him and Kingpin, because uh, Kingpin, uh, at the time, he was still in prison. And he revealed uh, Spider-Man's identity. And so Peter was not happy. He literally was the pissest I've ever seen Spider-Man ever. So he literally uh, went down to that prison Kingpin was getting ready to fight him, and so they were around all these inmates, and they said, I'm not going to fight you as Spider-Man, I'm going to fight you as Peter. So he took off all his garb, and so did uh, Kingpin, and he beat the whole hell out of Kingpin. He slapped him from left to right, he beat him, like literally, he let his anger take over him. Like Paul said, because Paul actually mentioned this many years ago in the show, what if Peter actually like literally let his powers go loose? And he did. He let every 
every force of a punch, literally, every force you see in the comic book, you will feel. So each time he beat him, just bam, 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 bam. Literally, it was like hitting a brick wall. And literally, what he did was he took his webbing and he said, I could literally spray my web into your mouth and suffocate you. If you ever tell anyone, you would tell all these men in here, if you tell anyone that if they ever mess with my family, I will kill you. I will come after you. And everyone is hearing this. I will come after all of you and wreck your lives. I will come down on you like L on earth. And after that, he threw him across, swept out of there. And then, of course, Kingpin could barely stand up. And he's like, what the hell are you all looking at? And all he could do was just lay there in a pool of his own blood. So, Because uh-huh. I know Paul had mentioned this many years ago. What if Peter just... Let his powers loose. Just like Superman, dude, if you got punched by Peter, just like Superman, you'd be nothing. Just a bloody mess all over you. And that's what Kingpin was. Just nothing but a bloody well, mess. Sounds like it made an impression on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's, and that, like, like Paul, I wanted Peter to go loose. I wanted to literally see him beat someone literally to death. Showing his strength and everything. Like, he literally, even when he had the black suit on and the symbiote took over him, he literally, like Rhino, he beat the whole hell out of him in the animated series. Like, no more, man. Please. Come on. You don't do this. He's like, I do now. And literally lifted a vault over his head and was going to smash him to bits. Luckily, he stopped himself before he could recall the, the name of that issue that plot arc ran in or what, what year-ish around oh, people, people want to reference? Oh, that had to be... That actually was in modern time and then there was another one where he did that... Uh, I want to say that was oh early nineties ish. Okay. So there was a there was a re release actually that was a new release of when he wore the black suit in the modern of course time in the and then he of course was in the nineties too where they went back in time and of course you see him in his older self like Paul said and he was just jacked as he was and he beat the whole hell out oh, of man. anybody who came his ways like. You want to come at me, bro? Let's go. Like, come on. Wow. What a way to put an exclamation point on it. Anything else from anyone before we wrap up here? No, that's it. Pretty much, like I said, you, you already answered my question, so I'm good. All I'm, right. I'm happy. Well, we will put a pin on it for today. I want to give a shout-out again to our sponsors at Churchill Shoes, River, River Cinema 15, and the Shire Bar and Grill, and Oh for Heaven's Cakes and more. We welcome you to join us live for all future episodes every Wednesday at 1 on gfbestsource.com. Find all past episodes by sub- subscribing to Grand Fork's Best Source everywhere you find podcasts or on social media. And as we mentioned earlier, please support GFBS by hitting that donate link on top of the gfbestsource.com website. Many thanks for having us part of your day. Many thanks to Victor. Thank you, guys. Always appreciate it. And, of course, you know... Excelsior. Many thanks to Readem and Weep, producer Paul. Yeah. We'll see you next week. We are going to be nerding out so much about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. You do not want to miss it. Will you see you then? We will see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.